Hi, I'm Sophia, a founder and mother. This podcast is all about empowering mums who are ready to launch and grow businesses without the overwhelm, stress and confusion. Join me and some very special guests as we share game-changing tools, tips and actionable strategies designed to give mums ownership over their futures. If you're looking for freedom and flexibility for your family, you'll find it here at the Founder and Mother podcast. All the show notes and resources we talk about in each podcast episode can be found over at founderandmother.com, which is also where you can get more information on our business launch and growth courses, which are designed exclusively for mums. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Founder and Mother Show. Super excited to have you with me as we continue to talk about some of the steps that I have taken to launch Founder and Mother which is the online community learning that I am creating to help empower mums launch and grow businesses they love. Um, Part of the course is to really be able to offer uh, mums some examples and some tangible steps that they might be able to take if they have a business idea they want to take from that idea into reality. And so no better way to do that than to maybe share my journey and give you some kind of real life examples and almost, I hope, create a bit of a playbook as to how you might think about launching your own business. So this is episode five. And in the previous four episodes, I've shared some information about how the idea for the business came up, the origin story and the why behind the business. We've spoken about how to create a business plan and I've shared a free template for that, which can be downloaded at founderandmother.com. I have also spoken about a thing that I love called MVP mindset, which really helps us think about the cheapest, quickest and easiest way to go from inaction to action and start to progress our ideas. And in the previous episode, episode four, we spoke about audiences, how to make sure we're targeting the right customers for our business and how to make sure we keep those customers front of mind when we're thinking about marketing messages that we're creating. And I shared a template there as well to create some customer personas, which please would be great if you wanted to download from the website to have a look at. And I've actually shared one of the personas that we have for founder and mother. So it should be a good starting point for you to think about. So now that we have thought about the business, we've got that business idea and we've thought about our target customers, um, the next step for me was thinking about naming. Now, naming you could potentially have had right at the start. Some people think about their business idea and immediately a name comes to them, which is awesome. Um, and some people don't. Some people, this is, and this is how it was for Found for a Mother, it was really difficult to come up with a name. We had a couple of different like working titles that we had, um, project names that we were using, but none of them kind of felt quite right. And it was actually quite a um, difficult or, you know, a bit more of a challenge to think about what we wanted to call this business. Um, And sometimes that is the case. And I thought that perhaps it would be useful to share kind of seven tips that I came across or I've been able to kind of put together um, and were quite helpful to me when we were looking to name founder and mother. And one of the tips is um, a strategy that you can use or an activity you can use to help you get some ideas for names if you don't already have one. The other tips will be just as relevant if you already got a name because there are certainly some considerations around naming, even if you love or you've already chosen the name that you want for your business. So let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so seven tips to help name your business. So tips that will help you think about potential names, tips that will help you hone in and decide on the perfect name, and tips that will help you secure that name because there's there's actually that third step is really critical that you can have an amazing name that you love 
um, but potentially that's not available. So step number one is keeping it short and simple. One or two words is a great number, a great amount for a name. You want it to be able to be easily put into a sentence, easily rememberable. So you don't want to have the really long name with lots of phrases that people might misunderstand or might mishear or misspell. So one or two syllable words are really good. And if you think about some of the biggest brand names like Netflix, Google, um, Apple, they kind of are along those lines as well. So short phrases that are easily remembered. So the second and third tips kind of go together and I've got a couple of examples. So tip two is that you shouldn't have to spell it or it shouldn't be hard to say or pronounce. Um, and an example of that is a business that I used to own with my husband called, which was an indoor plant selling business, which was a great business for us to own when we were younger. Um, and we had this brainwave to call it um, the word which means forest in Spanish. I used to love Spanish. I used to um, study Spanish and um, yeah, that's a really important part of kind of my heritage and kind of growing up. So um, that name, the word for that was Bosque, which I thought was just awesome. And we went ahead, created all this packaging and branding for the business with Bosque. And then by the time we actually started to talk about it with our customers and our friends and our family, it was really obvious that nobody had a bloody clue what we were talking about. So they didn't know how to spell it. It was really difficult to kind of remember, difficult to pronounce. And so um, yeah, it ended up just being a bit, it just adds an extra step of complexity when you're really just trying to get people to remember your brand name and remember who you are, not be like, oh, what was that business that had that weird name that we can't remember? Um, another example of that is kind of with this business, Founder and Mother. So we had the Founder and Mother is, um, the premise of that name is really about when you would write, you know, if you were a CEO of a company, you might write Sophia Buckley, CEO, and that would be how you kind of introduce your title if you were like writing a bio. And so we wanted this to really reference um, people, the, you know, our target audience, so mothers and the goal of owning their own business, so to found their own business. So that's kind of where founder and mother came from. Originally, though, it was a founder mother, so it'd be Sophia Mackay, you know, founder mother. Um, and we were really into that name. And then I started telling some friends about it and they misheard me. One of my, one of my girlfriends misheard me and thought that I had said founder mother as in like a founder mother. Um, and as soon as I heard that, we were like that, this, <laughs> this name is not going to work. So we changed it to founder and mother, which still really is the same, still the same principle applies as to what we were thinking. Um, but it wasn't until we heard other people say that name that we realized because we, that wasn't something that had crossed our minds. So definitely making sure it's easy to spell and not hard to understand or pronounce will be, is, uh, is, is the second tip, which kind of goes into the third tip, as I mentioned before, which is making sure that when it's written down as one word, so founder and mother, as in how I would type it if I was typing in the URL for a domain name, so we wanna make sure that when those phrases go together, when there's no spaces or gaps or no symbols around it, that it still makes a lot of sense. Uh, tip four is to really think about the future and not have words in your business name that are gonna kind of lock you in to the thing that you're launching your business as. So an example might be if you are um, an e-commerce site or you've got an e-commerce site and the thing that you're launching or the product that you've got is um, nappy bags, say, or like wet bags, disposable, you know, the bags that you put um, you know, kids' wet clothes in or whatever it is. That might be the business that you've got. So if you were to have a name that had the word bags in it, 
it means that your product line is quite restrictive. So what if you were to in increase that to include other things that might be, you know, associated or even, you know, something much bigger in the future, like clothing, I don't know. Um, you know, having the name bags in the title is kind of like really restricted you in that way. So just thinking about what you're doing with your business right now might not be all that you do in the future. Like the idea would be that your product line will grow and expand. So not restricting yourself by having um, words in the name that are just to do with what you're doing immediately in this space. Tip five, which is a really big one, is thinking about the availability of your name because um, you know there are obviously a lot of businesses already on the market. Um, a lot of people trademark a lot of names. Um, and the more generic you go with a name, the more likely it is that someone else may have taken it um, or, or that it's, yeah, it's, it's not available on one of the different platforms. So what I say availability, number one is that the domain name is available. And really easy, if you have a business name in mind, you can really easily check if it's available or not on websites called like GoDaddy. So godaddy.com.au or godaddy.com. That's where you would purchase the domain name as well. So you can go on that website, first page, it's got a space bar on there that you could, a search bar on there that you can type in your ideal business name and it will let you know if it's available or not. And it will actually give you some suggestions of names that are similar if it isn't available. Um, whilst you're on that website, the, um, another consideration there will be whether or not you want to purchase the .com, the .com.au, um, or which actual domain names you want to purchase. And my suggestion there is that if you're a local business, so you're thinking of operating just in Australia or in New Zealand, then purchasing the .com.au or the .co.nz is completely fine at the start. But the chances are, especially if you're an e-commerce business or a, a service that you can offer online to you know, really anybody, unless you're a physical location, the chances are that you may increase your customer base to, to be global at some point down the track. And so it really does pay if the um, .com version of the name is available to also purchase that. Purchasing a domain name is usually something like $20 for a year, it's really quite cheap. You don't have to host a website under each of the domain names you've purchased. And you can easily just point them to the one that you're gonna use, which might be the .com or the, sorry, the .com.au, the local version. But really does pay if you can, and if it's available to purchase the local and the global version of those domain names, because you may expand, or the other thing is that you don't want a competitor to purchase it, and then you have no option to buy it in the future. The other types of availability are the social media handles. So um, obviously you can only have one handle per business, but there are a bit more, there's a bit more flexibility in terms of you can have lots of, you can have dots or hyphens or symbols in between words on things like Instagram. Um, but to check that, you can actually use a tool called brandsnag.com. Um, so you type in there the handle that you had, and then it will tell you what was available on which of the platforms. So across Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, Pinterest, all of those types of ones. That's a really quick way of understanding whether or not it's available. Um, and the, the third and final thing that you want to check in terms of availability is that the business name itself is available. So um, in Australia, you can go onto ASIC to check that. And in New Zealand, you can go onto OneCheck. So obviously you want to make sure that um, ideally it's the same business name that you have on the website and the handles, but um, you and you want to make sure that there's not a business that exists that has that name that's doing the same thing. Um, so a good way to check is to go onto those websites. Step six, which is a bit of an activity to help you if you are a bit stuck with understanding or thinking about some options for your business name, 
um, is yeah is a is a tool that we use for founder and mother and, and how we kind of came across it but it's something that we actually learned from Netflix so um, the way that Netflix got their name and, and um, I'm gonna read this quote is that they had written two columns on a whiteboard so one was filled with words related to the internet and the other was filled with words related to movies and they had decided that the best name for the company was going to be a mix of the two so a seamless way to combine both words, one related to movies and one related to the internet. And the only caveat was that it should have the minimal amount of syllables and letters possible. And so Netflix was created. And that is the way that we thought about founder and mother. So we literally got a piece of paper. We did it on our Google Doc. If you listen to episode uh, two about the business and uh, creating a business plan, you'll know we did a huge brain dump. This was actually part of that document. Um, so we had a couple of columns. So we had a list that was to do with our target audience for that, for that, for us, that's mum. So words on that list, it's kind of like a word association. So we had words like mum, mother, motherhood, she, entrepreneur. The next list we had was to do with the future focus words. So obviously founder and mother is about, we didn't know the name then, founder and mother is about creating a future for your family. And so we had things like future, Monday, tomorrow the next chapter those just types of words that we just kind of had yeah we literally brain dumped onto this brain piece of paper and the third category was focus launch focus words so things about launching a business so we had grow propel found start scale and launch and we thought we used that list to kind of inspire and spark some ideas um, and from there, we were able to come up with the name Founder and Mother. So that's kind of a bit of an activity you can do. It's very simple, three or four columns, a column to do with your target audience, the type of customers you want, and a couple of columns to do with the thing that your business is going to sell or the industry that you're working in. Um, and just seeing those words on a page can really help kind of spark some ideas. And the last tip, which is one that is relevant once you've thought of your business name, you've checked that it's available and you're ready to go, is to gather feedback, but be very cautious about this because you obviously want, it's always great to get feedback. It's never not good to get feedback. It's great to hear from your potential customers. It's great to hear from family and friends. However, business naming can be really subjective. So unless the feedback that you're getting from customers relates to the word being hard to spell, it being hard to pronounce, it not meaning, really making much sense to them, um, if it's to do with not them not liking the name, I'd be very cautious about not yeah very cautious about listening to it. So take the feedback that you get with a, a grain of salt, if uh, you know as it were. I just think like imagine um, you know Uber what the kind of feedback they would have gotten at the start for that name was like people don't really use that word. Did they like it? Not really about that. It's easy to understand, really simple, and obviously now it's got this incredible brand around it. So. Um, yeah, just get some feedback because you want to make sure you're not missing anything awful um, that you hadn't thought about. But just, yeah, take it. Remember that it's quite subjective in terms of what people do and don't like. Um, and so, yeah, the goal is really here is to find a name that's memorable, that's simple, and that is reflective of your brand. Um, and once you have the name and you have the domain name sorted and all the handles um, on social media, the next step will be for you to actually use that name as the basis of the brand that you create for your business. So the branding, the, the tone of voice, the look and feel, the way in which that business is going to show up. And the name is a very big part of that, but it's part more of an ecosystem of branding, which is actually going to be something that we talk about in the next episode. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Founder and Mother. And just a reminder that you can download the two free tools that I've referenced over at founderandmother.com forward slash free hyphen tools. 
There is a free business plan download there available and also a free target customer and audience personas template that you can use. All of the downloads that I create have a PDF version that you can look at and an editable version that you can use on the notes file of your home so that you can edit whilst you're out and about if you're in the stroller. And um, if you put the baby in the stroller or even in the front pack so you've got some hands free, have a bit of time to think and pop down your thinking in that, in that notes app. Um, if you've liked this episode, um, whether you're watching it on YouTube or listening to it as a podcast, I'd love it if you could subscribe or rate or review. Um, it really helps go a long way in helping me reach more mums just like you.